Joining us now to respond to this and the other issues of the day, the Reverend C.L. Bryant. He's the author of The Race for uh, Freedom and Senior Fellow of Freedom Works. And uh, C.L., Reverend, welcome back to the program. How, I, hope I'm, I hope you're keeping me in your prayers. I hope you're keeping this great country in your prayers because uh, we need a little of both. Both of us need it. Absolutely, Sean, and you're certainly in my prayers, and our nation is always in our prayers, as well as uh, our president, Donald John Trump, even though he is in exile at this time. But this is, the, this is what I say about that, Sean. The lies, innuendos, and the hypocrisy that has come from Joe Biden will continue for 46 years. Most of our lifetime, Sean, do you realize Joe Biden hasn't done anything notable on his own in 46 years in Washington, D.C., except ride on the coattails of those who could use him? And he's being used as a patsy, as a pawn now. And the lies and the plagiarism and everything that he's been known for in the past should come to bear in our present here in America now that he's been uh, actually given the oath of office to sit in the uh, behind the desk of the president. That is one thing, Sean, that I believe that we as Americans must understand that we are on our way back to Obamaland with Joe Biden and this crew of people that he has brought to Washington, D.C. And Americans need to understand that they need to stand up and still be heard. That's not uh, inciting riots or anything of that nature. And I'm certain to tell you that the president did not incite anything. Well, I mean, we now know the Washington Times and even fake news CNN. Oh, investigators are now looking uh, deeply at the, the the reality and the possibility that, remember, that this was the whole impeachment deal, that the president's words incited this. Well, no, it's actually turning quite uh, differently, you know, and they published an article in the Washington Post on I think it was Tuesday, the day before the inauguration, self-styled militia members planned on storming the Capitol days in advance of the January 6th attack, court documents say. And it goes on to say self-styled militia members from Virginia, Ohio and other states made plans to storm the Capitol. Now, uh, the president said that many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices may be heard. Um, I'm not sure how that's inciting an insurrection, but does it not uh, debunk the narrative within the impeachment articles, the Democrats, the mob in the media, that in fact the words incited the insurrection if it was well planned in advance? And now even these fake news networks are reporting it themselves, although they they still go along with the impeachment madness. It absolutely debunks it, Sean. And I have to say this to all of us who consider ourselves conservatives. You and I have known each other a lot of years now, and I'm a conservative just like you are. I happen to vote Republican. But I'm saying this to the Republican Party that I've been loyal to for the last uh, 25 years. If, in fact, they do not stand with this president against this phony, fallacious impeachment charge, they are going to find themselves on a desert island by themselves. The people who put them where they have been, and they squandered it. They squandered everything that we have given to them as grassroots workers and grassroots people. And if they do not stand with this president, we're going to see something in this country we hadn't seen in a long time, and that is the rise of something else replacing those do-nothing Republicans that uh, are now in the minority. I, I, I have no doubt, you know, if given a choice 
conservatives. Let's see. Uh, America first. Uh, the Trump agenda, which, by the way, is very simple, as I've outlined all this week on this program, versus weak Republicanism, establishment Republicanism. It, they're not going to win over 80 percent of the Republican Party. And that is a risk that they're never going to take. That's why I'm I'm not sitting here wringing my hands at all worried about this phony impeachment. The other thing is my sources are very clear, CL, is that Democrats are extremely skittish about this. They know that it defies their unity meeting. They also know that investigators uh, are are now saying they believe they found the organizers of this thing and they're getting more information every day, nor do they want to validate the process, which was no process in the House of Representatives, so they don't want any part of it, and Republicans want no part of it either. I do think there'll be an early motion to dismiss it. it, it it's got a shot, and if it doesn't pass, they'll spend two, three days, and this, this thing's over. They'll quit by the overwhelming majority of Republicans for sure. Most likely, you're absolutely right, because uh, they see the common sense. The Republicans need Donald John Trump. And the Democrats, of course, are terrified. They are absolutely terrified of Donald John Trump. Why? Because he did more legitimately for this nation in three and a half years than Joe Biden has done in your lifetime and my lifetime. Sean, I have to reiterate, in our lifetime, I was a teenager when Joe Biden went to Washington. You were probably about eight years old. But let me tell you something. In our lifetime, Sean, this man is the best example as to why we need term limits in in Washington at this point in time. Listen, I've always said it's a bad idea whose time, unfortunately, has come. I I would like. But the problem is, is all these guys, they they, all of a sudden they become enthralled with being called senator, congressman, governor, you know, and they like it. And and then all of a sudden. They might go there with the purest of intentions. And I've, I've seen well, Ben Sass, the ass, is a perfect example. I mean, we listened to this guy, Linda, right? We, we promoted him. We helped him. And, I mean, he just went off the rails. And he, I think he forgot where he came from and, um, you know, forgot who he was. And I think he, he likes, he's kind of enamored with his own power. And he's not that remarkable in my mind. Not remarkable at all, but Sean, I, I, I'd like to to, put, to vote this as well. What happens to Joe's little boy, Hunter? What happens to him? What happens to that 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 that, that collusion with with all of the the, the Chinese and all the? What happens to that? What happens to Does Joe? I don't know if you heard away. the repair shop owner on my TV show last night. We taped it just before the show. What do you hear the stuff tonight about videos on this laptop? Nobody else has talked about it. And Sean, I saw part one. I can't wait to see part two. Telling all of America, tune in to Hannity tonight, and let's see what this is, what he's talking about here. And you have stood on the front line. You've never wavered, and I certainly do appreciate your friendship. Listen, CL, you're a special guy. You're, you love this country. Um, you, you instill good values. You remind us that, you know, the, the important things of life, our spiritual side. And, you know, I know a lot of people have been really struggling the last year, and I think— uh, guys like you that, that help people in troubled times are just a voice in the wilderness and much needed. Thank you, sir. God bless you, man. Talk to you, you soon. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you, Reverend.